In today's episode, Aileen and Nancy share stories validating every human being's connection to each other through the cosmic field. We also share some clever ways that the universe communicates with us as we move through our everyday life. <laughs> Welcome to Expansive Minds Podcast, Gateway to Freedom, a podcast where two friends, Aileen and Nancy, explore and expand beyond what they think they know in order to live a life of freedom. Thank you for joining us. And away we go. So here is, and actually this, I was like, how's this thing going to tie in that I wanted to check? But it does tie in because it's about the shift. Okay. So today we want to, something you wanted to share with me? You'll do it. So um, I'll give you the background because it pertains. I'm going to give you a couple different pieces and at the end I'll show you how it comes together. Okay. It comes together in a I way have that, no idea where you're going. I know. I mean, it comes together in a way that there's going to be so much more to be revealed and who uh, knows, as uh, always. As always. So I will start with this. I'm not necessarily big into movies or celebrities or, you know, actors. I just am not. Like I can appreciate them and there's ones that have affected me for different reasons. Now, to me, they're, they're, they're ordinary people in an extraordinary job. Well, they're just ordinary I mean, it's an incredibly difficult job, what they do, and there aren't that many that can do it. And it's I not don't, as hard as... I don't know. It looks really I, hard I've, to me. I've been an extra in a few movies. Yeah. It doesn't look... Oh, it looks whatever. really hard. But so anyway, anyway, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not a groupie or whatever. Right. Yeah. So there's, so there's some actors that were prominent that, you know, over the years that I just cringe my body cringes watching them and i can't watch them and i because think because of their personality empathic- coming through or because they're not good actors no i think because i'm picking up a lot of their own personal pain empathically okay i, I can't gotcha. watch it and and the fact that the world you know really digs them makes me really uncomfortable not in my brain but in my body it's yeah. a visceral experience yes i get that with music sometimes mm-hmm. what people put through the notes resonates yeah. or yeah or it's not. just this visceral so one of those actors is Jim Carrey. Okay. I have never been able to sit through watching him do a movie. Interesting. It makes me Now, isn't he a big Eckhart Tolle person? Well, hold on. So, here we go. So, he did all these, you know, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Now, I do like uh, slapstick kind of stuff, old, old school, whatever. But for some reason, I was extremely uncomfortable with him. Okay. And, uh, and then one time, I don't know whether it was a, a blurb I saw somewhere or whether it was interviewed someplace and he's got this beard and, and he's like, his hair's grown out and everything. <laughs> and there's sort of this headline concept, like Jim Carrey's gone crazy sort of vibe. And I was like, oh, oh well, I might like that. Let me see what's going on. If they think he's gone crazy from what he was, that might be something I like. Okay. So sure enough, I'm like, oh, he's talking about really cool energy stuff. He's talking about where I'm like, oh, I'm in. Like, yeah. Right on. Yeah. I, I think I can relate to him now. I think I can like high five and zone in with this guy. So I started to follow him on Twitter. And then it was during the political dance that we've had over the last handful of years. Okay. And he was, uh, his posts seemed some of them that I saw because again I'm not a big follower of people but I was thinking oh this is cool he's getting this energy and stuff um very rageful okay and I was like no no like I'm like if somebody really gets energy you're not rageful I mean we all are human so you're gonna get like kind of pissed if somebody cuts you off when you want it to yeah but not like this like yeah you know so I thought I can't follow him so 
Now you know my little background. I'm going to show you something really fun. Okay. So in December, my sweet little granddaughter was on my lap and I was like doing a selfie of her like on my lap, you know, yeah. we're really looking at each other. And then she, she was leaning forward and ended up taking a picture of herself. And I'll show you this. This is just, I had sent this to my sister because I was okay, realizing I wanted to. Let me lean in to. and see it. Hold on. Yeah. Oh. That's so cute. She is absolutely gorgeous. So oh my then, God. Look at those smart eyes. You can see it. A couple of days later, I get a notification. You know, you get notifications on your phone. And it said, uh, it was a notification of a tweet by Jim Carrey. And I was like, I didn't even know I was following that guy again. I'm like, okay. this is weird. So I, I went to the tweet. <laughs> and uh, this was a really beautiful thing. He started, he's doing artwork. He does oh. artwork and he posts some of his artwork apparently. Okay. So I'm going to just show you that. So that was the artwork that he did. <gasps> this is the picture that Shut Eleanor take up. He, and you can scan it. He did he did her. He That's the picture. Yes. That's your that's your granddaughter's and, photo yes. that he did in a painting. Yes. Get out. Now the difference is she has brown eyes, but I have brown eyes. So he caught me holding her. That is the one of the freaky. I mean, where I'm used to seeing freaky things, but that is. And the blue all around is her eyes. See the blue up there near her face. Holy cow! He picked up her blue of her eyes, but he. Oh my god! Put so, my brown eyes in there. So now, spin this for me. How is that possible? <laughs> or where? What do you think this? Does it not that everything has to mean something other than wow, cool, hello from it the universe? It means he was channeling and picking up my granddaughter on my lap. He was doing this artwork and he was bringing in her and me together but he saw her and wow. he sensed me behind because of the brown eyes that is crazy is that in, like you look and you go that is absolutely there's no okay. doubt that that is so what's going on is Aileen is showing me her phone with a little selfie that her gorgeous gorgeous grandchild took of herself and now then she gets this tweet of Jim Carrey's latest artwork, which is the exact photo of her granddaughter uh, drawn by Jim Carrey. <laughs> so, hey, when you post this on Facebook, you're going to have to post that photo too. Wow. Isn't that incredible? So, but now, so that, translate for me now. Yes. So, we're all together in the collective consciousness. No ideas or new ideas. True. They're all we floating in them. the ethers. Mm -hmm. We'll call it ethers. We anymore. share them. Many years ago, a friend of mine was doing, a, she's an artist, oil painting, and she was doing this series. She said, I don't know what's happening, but I need to paint the series of women. And I said, you know, these are real women somewhere. She said, yeah. And that I need to represent cool. them. So cool. there's Jim Carrey in December with his New Year's wish. Yeah. Is a picture of my daughter Eleanor. I mean, my granddaughter Eleanor. Which interesting is her name is Eleanor for Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh. My daughter always loved so much of Eleanor Roosevelt. She was unbelievably amazing. We could throw some quotes of hers out. She's incredible. Her. And uh, at one point, whether it was my daughter or myself, I don't remember who, we were looking up Roosevelt, Eleanor Roosevelt, and her birthday is exactly a hundred years before my daughter Allie, who is the mother of Eleanor. 
So you guys got some connection to Eleanor. There's some cool stuff. And Jim Carrey is apparently in on that as well. And just sort of the funny, like the joy of the duality in the life, which is he is the one of the few actors who I could never stand watching. Yeah. So you know what I'm getting? That is, we don't (laughs) judge. Right. And don't judge and don't label, right? Because everybody is transient. Yes. You know, so while you may not resonate with him, he's shifting and now you do and you may not again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that it doesn't what the pain and the fear comes from stagnant beliefs that this is the way it is and will never change. Stagnation. Yeah. And attachment. Yeah. Attachment to outcome. But the outcome is so fluid. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And the people who, whatever I was keying into, whatever Jim Carrey was presenting in his movies, that was uncomfortable uncomfortable for me as an empath, was his pain and his suffering, was some things that he was doing that was too hard. I wasn't judging him as a terrible actor. I was like, I just am too uncomfortable. There's something here that's really... Uh, overwhelmingly uncomfortable for me, for my emotional nervous system. What I felt like with his work, very talented, but um, forced is too strong a word, but he had to kind of really insert himself to be seen. That's kind of what I got Mm -hmm, from him. mm -hmm. And Um, so it's all just energy. And then when he made the shift and I could identify and I was like, oh, cool. He's like floating around in some of these physics pieces he's open there's something different he's more back in his body in a lot of ways yeah and there's stuff happening and i was like oh that's really cool and then when he got into again more pain and suffering and was kind of raging out on um twitter a little bit i was like i can't be i i can't connect to Mm -hmm. that that's just too hard for me yeah Uh, i don't want to be there i don't need to be there it's like you know i don't need to open that up and look at it until like somebody's throwing rotten eggs in my face yeah you know because for some of us it's that visceral so i was like oof, and lots of love to you because i get that and then to have this happen was like again his connecting so it's his way of keying in and he and I sharing with Eleanor the Mm -hmm. three of us sharing this really sweet moment because what he wrote was probably exactly what you know was coming out of Eleanor so he wrote every human being is at the very least a masterpiece in need of restoration may we all be lovingly restored in 2022 and able to see each other in a better light wow that's what gorgeous. He wrote with the picture that he drew. That's up gorgeous, Eleanor. and that's sort of I have been feeling kind of the theme for January, which is non-judgment, right? So I think a couple of things I would pull out of this is mm-hmm. non-judgment because you miss out on the soul if you're judging not only where they are at the time but what you're seeing on the exterior. Ram Das says, "I don't try to love myself; I try to appreciate." My humanity, he said, because I am human and so I'm supposed to be seen as this divine being. I'm human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just going to appreciate that. So, but in that humanness, there are, I don't even want to call them blips, but there's higher frequencies and lower frequencies. And really, our path to getting away from the duality is to see the soul in everybody. 
And I feel, um, I forget what I was listening to, and they were saying now with all that's happening energetically in this transition to the 5D, we will find islands of light, our other people. And my kids are going back to school and, you know, there's a little bit of loneliness when you get back. And I'm like, you know what, you're going to key into the right soul. And the reason you're lonely is you just haven't yet, but you will find your island of light. But I think that's a, it's a great lesson is not to see with your eyes. And when you run into somebody, try to feel their light, their soul inside and not what it is they're projecting. Because I think the humanness comes out. And I think this is particularly for uh, actors and performers. They're always being looked at. And you can't help but morph who you truly are when you're trying to project what you think other people want to see. Mm Because your success is based on them liking you. It's a performance. It's a performance. And so that's so sad that we can't just authentically be who we are in that genre of business because there has to be motive behind it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really hard for for actors. I think that's why they have so much issues with, sometimes with substance, because they just can't, can't catch on to that authenticity. It's all part of the, it's part of the culture and the story. We believe that if we don't participate in the culture story that's being thrown at us, we won't be accepted and we won't succeed and we won't achieve. So when you talk about 5D, five dimensions, and there's, there's so many dimensions and this is just physics. This isn't anything And I've heard we already kind of did the 5D thing. Now we're moving on to the next. Yeah. It's just dimensions and it's exponentially going to start to expand because once we let go of the attachment to the earth grounding, doesn't mean we're not grounded because we just carry that vibration with us. Mm -hmm. Um, we're just going to expand. We're expanding. The universe is expanding. It's just a fact. So yeah. we can't, if we didn't expand with the universe, we'd all look really weird to each other. We'd be like, right. oh, we didn't, <laughs> you know, we well, and I think that's simultaneously. Which, when you get the pain is when you don't go with it. Mm-hmm. When you don't expand, when you're living in the past, instead of just like, okay, I'm here in this place now. Let's see what's going to unfold. Exactly. And you know? all of these things are shifting. So the, the cultural stories are getting are getting flipped on end because they can't help it because it's the momentum of expansion. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, you know, just and then what ends up growing out of that. Yep. So now to go back to that unbelievable photo that mm-hmm. that shows the connectedness yes. with us and the field. I guess they used to call it the ethers. Now they're calling it the field. A similar, I had heard a similar anecdote. Uh, you know, I love my Greg Braden. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was on, I don't know, whatever interview. And he was saying he went to visit a friend who was a musician. And the friend p- played him this gorgeous piece of music. And, and Greg said, oh, my gosh, you got to get that. You got to get that out there. That's just unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. So then he went to visit this friend months later. And they're in the car and on the radio. <laughs> is the same piece of music. <laughs> what? You know? And uh, Greg said, the friend was like, oh my God, like you're irate. And Greg said, well, what do you expect? It was not your piece. It was already out in the field. You happen to resonate with it and pull it onto the sheet music, but it's out there for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's out mm-hmm. there for everybody. Right. That means we change 
the concept of ownership. We're changing mm-hmm. the concept of money. We're ch- all of that plays into this. One of the things that I've run into over the years is I appreciate so much. Um, people have asked me, wow, could you do more with what you do? Could you write some books? Could you teach more classes? Could you start a school? And you and I have talked about that. School would be great. <laughs> and, I, I know, and I've been like, yes. And yet there is something always like, mm, mm, what is that? Mm. And part of me is, is cautious about ego. Absolutely. You know? And a, a mentor of mine talk, talked to me about that a long time ago. Just about ego. You know, you know you're ready when you're ready. And so this wonderful surprise for me came out when... One of my clients and my friend, Lisa Black Facet, her book, Alive in This World, came oh, out. Yeah. And that was her memoir of finding her son, Darby, who had died of a heroin overdose. And it was our experience together with Darby mm-hmm. uh, because she wanted to find him. She knew there was more to it. and That he was still alive, so to speak, in a different form. Correct. Oh, no. But she, did, she didn't know. She just was like, she, after he died, she remembers sitting out on her front porch, just walking out and sitting there and looking up at the sky and saying, I- I'm going to find you. She didn't even know what she was saying at the yeah. time, which is yeah. so cool. Then you know it's authentic and when you're like, I don't know what I'm saying. It yeah, sounds crazy. Yeah. And he's probably going, I'm not lost. <laughs> exactly. Come find me. Come find me. I'm, I'm right not here. lost. I'm right in front of you. But <laughs> yes. until you let go of the lower energy of grief. Yes. Yes. Can't. Yeah. And the earth plane and all of that. So then let me remind you of the story. I don't know if you know. So when you had taken Gabby, my daughter Gabby, when she was like middle school, and of course middle school is a challenging time for a lot of kids, especially I find the girls in a different way, but um, you took her on a sweat lodge and she got to meet Darby's mom. What's her name again? I'm sorry. Lissa. Lissa. She got to meet Lissa and they had a great connection. Yes. And Lissa gave Gabby this incredible gift, which was a mask, a paper mache mask that Darby had made. And Lissa gave that to Gabby. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I ever told you, but what Gabby ended up doing, she had the mask in her room she was talking to it. Oh, wow. And so, mm. and Gabby, um, sometimes she would lose things, you know, as kids do, because mm-hmm. they're a little bit scattered as they're kind of getting their crap together you know, at that age. And she would ask Darby. So I remember one time I went over and I'm like, Gabby, where's such and such? She's like, I don't know. And she's like, Darby, where's my such and such? I'm like, who are you talking to? What are you? She's like, Darby helps me find things from the mouth of babe. Just, just. Yes. And so for the longest time, Gabby would help, uh, Darby would help Gabby mm-hmm. find things. And so that. Gabby had a conversation with Dart because she didn't have that devastating loss that the mother had. Mm-hmm. So here's this soul that um, kind of like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. who felt that he could resonate with somebody that Absolutely. his mom connected him to. And so he could still interact on this plane with somebody that his mom hooked him up with. And so for the longest time, Gabby and Darby had quite the relationship, which reminds me, I actually came across the mask when we were cleaning up the attic when we had the roof done. Interesting. I wonder if I should return that to listen. Uh, you'll know what to do. You'll yeah. know what to do. Yeah, we'll ask Darby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that sense of, here's my one last story that's coming up when you're saying that about Darby. So Darby's um, memorial, like the funeral memorial was happening. You know, it was going to happen. The date was set. And I knew a lot of the youth that knew him. So it made 
sense, right? It was logical. It was an ego brain thing that I would go to that. Of course I would. Why wouldn't I? And as it got closer to the date, Darby said, no, you, I would typically have gone to Nantucket mm-hmm. to work, you know, cause I'm an officer too. And I was staying at that point, I was living in a friend's garage apartment, which was great. She let me just stay there and which was really sweet. And her son, uh, I've always been very close to her son. I used to watch him when he was really little. And Darby said, no, you need to go to Nantucket. This is when you normally would go to Nantucket. I'm not here in a body anymore. I don't need, like, it's okay. You don't need to go for me. You don't Mm -hmm. need to go. You need to go be where people are still in their, their body systems because there's something important there. And I was like, okay, this seems weird. And I think I look like a jerk that I'm not going. It goes against all my sort of brain ego human principles, but I will go. And as it turned out, my friend was going away that weekend with her husband where they didn't usually go away, but they, they went away. And, uh, she said, can you just keep a son, you know, an eye on my son who at that point was like end of high school age. I said, sure. And, uh, so next thing you know, of course, he brings a party home <laughs> and I'm there and uh, I called him up. I called over to him and I was like, hey, buddy, like what's going on? And then he had this really incredible sort of drunken meltdown, but um, a meltdown. And he and I ended up having some really important conversations Yes, that weekend. And You so- might have prevented him from some substance stuff. That's might be why Darby sent you there because... It's, it's mm-hmm. Abraham Hicks says when someone transitions to non-physical, they are still interested in the things that they were exploring when they were in the physical. Mm-hmm. So substance abuse. So now from Darby's place, he can actually maybe help more. Absolutely. Those people who are trying to figure correct. out the I would the agree with you abuse. 100%. So he, mm-hmm. and he was correct. It's like, well, I could have showed up there. But it was really important that I was in a space where a young man who really trusted me, who knew me since he was really little, was about to maybe jump over an edge in mm-hmm. some way mm-hmm. that me being there got to hold him and yeah. hold the space and yeah. hold his emotions. Yeah. And that was all, honestly, that was all Darby. That was Darby like, yeah. you know, go, don't get wrapped up in what you think or what it should look like. Go do this from the soul level. Right. I think that's what we're all being called to do is Mm -hmm. to break out of the society approval, disapproval, behavior, and trust more. Know more that I just got to do me. I Mm -hmm. keep saying that. That's my little mantra lately. I just got to do me Mm -hmm. as my phone dings, validating that I got to do me. Yeah. And there's more when you said about your... Uh, you know, saying to your children, like the light, the tribe, the connection, which brings us back to Jim Carrey channeling my granddaughter. You know, it's like, <laughs> it is so cool. there is, a, I look at that and I go, yeah. oh man, Jim Carrey and I were hanging out. We were hanging out. In that moment, we were hanging out. That is too cool. Is that cool? Uh, you're hanging out with somebody that you had previously judged and shut off. I was like, I can't do his work. Yeah. And we yeah. were hanging out, which is so cool. Yeah. I th- yeah. In that vibration, like you're saying, we're called to meet in that vibration. We're called to be in that place that's not all about the body and the physical, which again goes back to you saying, don't let's get away from a lot of this lookism stuff and this judgment stuff. That's a namaste. The light in you sees <laughs> the light in you, you know, the yeah. soul brilliance in me exalts and appreciates and raises yeah. up the soul yeah. wisdom in you. So it's 
we're, we're getting there and yeah. more and more that we like what's fun when we have like really tangible experiences like this. Yeah. To me, that's just, just the universe kind of putting an exclamation point after it, you know, or like Abraham Hicks says it, like when you're talking about something, well, like we were just talking, my, my phone ding, my watch ding, or I have this great back porch and uh, do my meditation on there and stuff. And then when I have a thought, all of a sudden a bird will like, <laughs> like buzz me or land in front of me. Like I'm freaking Snow White, like, oh, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. landing on me. And I'm like, oh, what did I just say? Or what was I just thinking? Yes. Because I'm going to put an exclamation point after that, because that is the non-physical utilizing some element of the physical to communicate with me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, Absolutely. birds are great. And even uh, for me, songs that come into my head. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a lot like everybody has their different gifts and different ways they communicate with non-physical. For me, all of a sudden a song will come in my head or or I'll like be driving, thinking about something, I'll flip on the radio and it is definitely source <laughs> saying. So this is, okay, I just want to confirm how aligned you are right now and how aligned we are. So... This is awesome. I'm going to love this. I was going to say this to you before. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to mention this to her. And then you mentioned the song. This is great. So you were pulling out in regard to Darby about him being able to help people in their addictions now mm-hmm. because he died of a heroin over. Like, you pulled that out. Mm-hmm. You put that here. Well, I didn't pick on to it, up to it until you were just talking for a minute. I was talking to Lisa yesterday. So we were talking probably at around like five o'clock yesterday about how uh, we were bringing some things together. And what we're bringing together is that I went on my LinkedIn account, no, Twitter, yeah. And I saw that eight years ago, she and I did a series of YouTube videos about heroin addiction. Mm. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I have to, this book is great that's out, the spiritual book, right? Alive in this world, it's so much beauty. And we've been in this high vibration ever since with Darby, it's really cool. And I thought, oh, wow. But we also addressed heroin addiction. Like, yeah, this is mm, interesting. So I brought it up to her yesterday. I said, you know, I just I came across these videos. I forgot we even did these. She said, that's so weird. I just came across them. She said, I forgot we even did these. So the two of us are just hanging at this very basic, oh, weird, interesting. We both discovered and re- were reminded that we did YouTube videos about heroin addiction itself. Mm. Hmm, interesting. So that's as far as we went. So we're walking, I'm working with her, we're hanging out, you know, and I'm doing some body work on her. And then my Pandora, which loves on occasion to change itself up because huh. someone, energy can get into these high Right, electronics. Of, yeah, yeah because they're frequency so they can more easily manipulate another so, uh, mechanism that has frequency. Correct. So all of a sudden it changes from my relaxation station on Pandora that I use all the time just consistently. Mm-hmm. But on occasion, someone will come in and change it. Mm-hmm. And it changed to a station that was called, I thought it was supposed to be easy. And then this kind of rappy, kind of funky song came on. I was like, all right, hold on. So she's lying on the table and I get my iPad and we're just both listening and staring at it. And the song was about this guy is taking himself through feeling lonely, people disconnected, da, 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 and going into a drug induced almost overdose. Oh my God. Uh Uh-huh. 
So we're listening and it, it's getting heavy and Primey's like, oh man, we get such a great energy <laughs> high buzz going on. Like this is really, <laughs> so the song ended, we're looking at it again. We're looking at the song. We're talking about what we heard in the lyrics. We're looking at, I thought it was going to be easy. And then I said, yeah, a lot of times people in their addiction are in their addiction because they came for love. They came for a high vibration. They came for a spiritual connection and it didn't turn out that right. way. And so it's so painful. It mm-hmm. It's so painful yes. that geniuses that they are, they just are trying to get out of that pain and yes. they temporarily numb it. Yes. And they try to find yeah. a high. Yeah. They try to find a high. And yeah. that's, so this whole song. So I look at her and she looks at me and I said, we both found these heroin. Oh, right. We have to remember that also this book, also she's going to write the volumes of the experiences she had. And this is when I'm going to do my energy primer because it ties into this and it feels really good because it's not ego at all. It's like, oh, this is really cool. Like this feels right. So we just sat for a minute remembering that this is also about Darby Mm -hmm. wanting to do some beautiful guidance and support for Mm -hmm. addiction. So I want to validate that you brought that up. Mm -hmm. And then without me saying anything, you started to go into how music also reminds you and gives you messages. Yep. And I listen and I just had that yesterday and I'm confirming everything you just said. So I think that what's helpful here, um, as we kind of try to wrap wrap it up, um, Eckhart, you you have Eckhart on the brain now that you brought Mm -hmm. up Jim Carrey, because I I know he was a big uh, follower of him. Mm -hmm. Eckhart will say, move through your day with alert stillness. And when you're still, you are alert. And a lot of people say to me, but how is it that you pick up on this, this, and this? Some people think some mediums or... That it's a rare gift that only they have. Everybody has the ability to tap into higher frequencies. And I think it starts Mm -hmm. with the alert stillness. And it's not just like the voice of God strikes you (laughs) while you're in meditation. It's seeing the extraordinary in the ordinary. So a song on the radio actually is a voice from heaven or a little blip or ding on your phone when you are thinking of a beautiful deceased loved one or a bird flying in when you're having a loving thought, like that's, that's how non-physical communicates with you. You don't have to be this intense psychic medium. You, you have it in you. And if you just still and open, there's a lot of mediums in which non-physical can validate you and encourage you. But instead of being in such a thought mode of thinking of the next step and thinking of the next step, but just being, then you kind of gravitate to the next step with your team guiding you there. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Time and space is an illusion. And once we really grasp that, we just go play. Exactly. And in the playing is when we are creating. And that's what we came here to do, to yes. play, not to... Not to make anything happen, not to change the world, but just to collectively play. And I think that's why a lot of people are really uncomfortable lately because there's a lot of separateness these days, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. We don't need to get into the head and have cerebral debates. We just need Mm -hmm. to see the light in everybody. 
in people that we might initially be like, oh, I already have an opinion about that person. Nope. Let's just find those islands of light. Let's walk through the day like it's a scavenger hunt. Getting warmer, getting warmer, getting colder. Just gravitate toward our islands of light. And then pretty soon there are so many islands that there aren't any anymore. Now it's a piece of giant land. That was so awesome. Yes. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So until next time, more More to to be be revealed. revealed. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on Expansive Minds podcast, Gateway to Freedom. Until next time, more to be revealed.